Well, howdy, 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 and welcome to the Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie, and I'm here today with our special guest, uh, Delaney. Is that right? Make sure I say it right. Delaney Ann? Yeah, howdy, <laughs> Well, howdy, we're glad to have you here uh, today, and uh, I just want to give you, you know, a second to kind of introduce yourself to your audience who may be watching and our audience as well. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to to be here and chat with a fellow ag. I'm uh, living in Nashville right now, so I don't get to see a ton of Aggies all the time. So um, yeah, it's great to chat. I'm Delaney. Uh, if you don't know me, I'm a singer-songwriter. Um, originally from Texas, graduated from A&M, class of 21, and um, I'm living in Nashville, living the dream, doing some touring, and um, putting a single out for the first time in a while in just a couple weeks here. So, yeah, I'm excited to chat. Right on. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely uh, looking forward to the single. We've already heard it over here at the Third Third Aggie Show. And uh, it was – it's pretty it sounds pretty great. And uh, I'm sure we'll get into that uh, here in a little bit. Uh, but what um, – what was it like for you moving from Texas to Nashville? Was that like a big adjustment uh, moving over there? Or, I mean, I'm sure it was exciting too, obviously, all the opportunities. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, I um, met my husband in college, pretty early in college. We got married out of college, and he's military, active duty right now. Um, and oh, wow. so, you know, I kind of had always wanted to live in Nashville my whole life. I grew up doing music. I started at right. nine years old playing gigs and um, I always wanted to live in Nashville. In my mind, it was just this magical land, you know, yeah. of country singers. And uh, <laughs> so I always wanted to live there, but I kind of thought, oh, I'm getting married. You know, he's in the military. We probably have to put that dream on hold for a while. Um, and then the military just happened to move us right outside <laughs> Nashville. So it worked out really, really great. I couldn't have written it better myself. So yeah, it was definitely a big adjustment. Um, but the songwriting community here in Nashville is absolutely incredible. Um, yeah. We definitely miss Texas a lot. There's so many things <laughs> we miss, you know, Texas people know, but um, <laughs> yeah, we, we've loved it here so far and um, it's been good. Well, yeah, and it's just, um, you know, uh, it seems like you know earlier on when texas music first kind of was getting started you know back in the day they would dog on nashville a lot and stuff but the thing is is now all these texas artists um that are from texas and that are writing all their own songs and everything they go over to nashville and they just record over there because that's where all of the recording is and the thing is is it's like you know it, it it's all um everybody wants to see everybody be successful and it's just yeah. it, it's a that's a great place to be to all the songwriters over there and everything it's i want to get i want to get the chance to go out to nashville I've, i haven't had a chance to be there yet and as much as i love you know music and everything i think it'd be a lot of fun <laughs> yeah no it's neat and you're so right that texas hasn't so much become its like own segmented thing it's like its own genre now but they they yeah. blend together in a lot of ways and um, oh yeah yeah, it's been cool to see everybody supporting each other out here and supporting Texas artists and vice versa, oh, yeah. so for sure. Yeah, we yeah, I think it's awesome and um just the the lines of like really all genres are all kind of starting to blur now. Like I mean, um even people who have stuff that they call Texas country but it sounds like alternative pop punk from like the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. 
Uh, and that's not a bad thing either. Like I, I think everything that everyone's making nowadays is pretty sweet. So absolutely. Um, uh, but uh, what kind of made you get into music, or kind of got you into playing music in the first place? Yeah, so um, I don't come from a musical family or anything, but um, my dad had this guitar that was given to him for Christmas in, I think, like, the 60s. He never picked right. it up. Case was dusty, um, found it in the attic, opened it up, and there was a book in there that had chords. I taught myself right. how to play a couple chords. I was, I think, in fifth grade at this time, um, and I learned G, C, D, E minor, and <laughs> I was set to go. <laughs> so, yeah, I just I started I started learning chords, and um, then I started begging my mom to take me to open mics. We were um, living in Fort Worth at the time, and oh, yeah. so many cool, awesome live music venues, and so many neat opportunities. I got to play at Billy Bob's when I was like ten years old or something. Wow. Looking back is just like insane. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it was it was a sick place to get my music career started, and uh, yeah, oh, yeah, I've just been going ever since. Haven't stopped. So yeah, I love the whole uh, Fort Worth area. I, I'm from down in the Houston area. I live um, in Magnolia, but oh, um, in Conroe. Oh yeah, that's um, that's right down the road, and you know. Yeah. Some people don't know that's that's where Parker's from too. He's over at Parker McCollum over in Conroe too. Yeah. But um yeah, and I think I think Cody Johnson lives around here somewhere too now or has a ranch or something. Yeah. Uh, he had a so we have a little place outside College Station. My family has a little got some cattle and we had a plumber out there. I, I could be quoting the story wrong, quoting my dad wrong, but he was like <laughs> the plumber that came out to our house was like Oh, sorry. I was just uh, working on Cody Johnson's house before yours. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, only in Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, it's crazy. It really is. There's there's so much talent all over all over the place. For real. Um, but what really is your your favorite part of the whole music creation process? Is it um, kind of coming up with a new song or is it getting to perform your songs for other people or just maybe when that song finally comes out yeah it, it's funny you ask that because I, I originally I moved to Nashville to be a songwriter was what I had in mind when we got to town right. I was like I'm gonna do the writing thing it's my favorite part that's what I was meant to do that's what I'm best at and the artist thing was just kind of on the back burner, I was like, mm, if I release something, I release something. It doesn't really matter. Um, but then, you know, I started to kind of, I had all these songs that weren't going to get cut by anybody else. I said, well, then I'm going to put them out myself, you know, <laughs> like nobody else is going to sing them. I'm going to do it. Um, so, but I would say songwriting has always been like the number one thing for me, writing mm -hmm. that lyric that, um, like somebody at a gig walks up to you and says, that actually reminds me of this. I, I wrote a song recently, hoping it comes out in the near future here. It's called Wish You Were Here. And I wrote it about my experience as a military spouse going through yeah. husband being deployed, you know, and, and um, a woman walked up to me and, at a gig and told me that it really resonated with her because her spouse was battling cancer. You know, and I just love the way music can do that. And yeah, because people can take those words and kind of interpret them with whatever's going on with them. 
and maybe yeah. they even think that's what it's about and then they find out something else but it's like um that's this you can even break it down you know lyric by lyric and a song might be about something totally different but when it resonates with someone i'm sure that's that's the goal you know yeah a hundred percent that's just my favorite part is um you know writing the song and then somebody telling me like that lyric is exactly what i've been feeling that's what i've been trying to put to words you know that's just i think the best feeling as an artist so yeah and um do, i wanted to give you an opportunity too to give your give your husband a shout out uh i know you said he's deployed where where is he currently right now so he he just got back um he was uh near he was in europe for a while uh -huh. um, he was there for nine months and um wow. yeah it was our longest time we've been apart um we met when we were 18 and before that yeah. we had about three months apart so nine months was it was a long time but he got home just in time for the holidays and everything so oh perfect <laughs> we're glad he's back for sure yeah well we thank him for his service for sure uh but uh this is really the the hardest part of being a musician what's maybe something that people don't think about when no i mean there's a lot of days that you're like why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? And it always comes back to the lyrics and the people that support you, you know, but I think one of the hardest things for me is definitely like the social media aspect and the numbers game and the like, how many views on TikTok do you have? Like yep. that, that part is killer to me. Relatable um, with a podcast. Yeah, it's, it's brutal out there, but you know, it's all part of, it's all part of the process. It's all part of the journey. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard to keep posting. What do they say? Like seven times a day or something insane. Like, Oh gosh, I hope not. Cause I don't do seven times a day even. Right. And, <laughs> and you think about like, you think about like the Beatles and like the great musicians of the world, they weren't having yeah. to think about, is this going to blow up on TikTok? They were thinking about how to make great art. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know, that's kind of why for me it's important to have like a lot of people supporting me and on my on my side and on my team so that I can take some of those burdens off, you know, and right. just try to make try to write good songs. So Well and I think um you know it's it's I always I draw uh, similarities when people talk about social media for promoting music kind of with a podcast yeah. because we're always we're always trying to find ways to repurpose like the episodes into different content so if it's TikToks or Instagram reels a lot of times we make the little shorts and things sure. and it's it's time consuming to go in and find the exact part and edit it make it look nice come up with a caption and the right hashtags and then you know you post it it gets you know 50 yeah. views or something and you're like i did all of that for real. <laughs> for real. and for me i'm always like my hair looks bad in that i can't post that <laughs> oh so, yeah. yeah for but sure it's, just... it, it's a it's a brutal social media game but you know when you do have that like one thing that pops off you're like okay i'm doing i'm doing something <laughs> so yeah, and it's I found too that it's always when I'm almost at like the breaking point, like oh my gosh, this is so frustrating, that something like something cool will happen. I'll be like, you know, I think I'm doing okay because like this is this happened, so I think I just need to keep trying, keep going. <laughs> That's exactly it. I was having like a really rough down on myself time with social media, and I was like, Ugh, I can't keep doing this TikTok thing. It's just it's like sucking the life out of me. And then 
boom, I had a TikTok just blow up. It's that song <laughs> that's about to come out. Um, yeah. Half a million views. Like, you just, you never think that thing's going to happen, and then it just does. It's yeah, and it's always like the the posts that you're like, ah, oh, I don't know how this will do. <laughs> but I'm, those are the ones that always like, boom, and you're like, really? I put this one out that's like, I spent so much time on it, I planned everything, but it only got a few. <laughs> yeah, the algorithm you know, is so random. <laughs> For sure, it's so random, and I think it's because people are random too, and yeah. just the right person that shares something is what makes it go off. I I don't know really. Okay. I think only TikTok knows. Yeah. Um, <laughs> social media but uh yeah social media definitely a challenging part of that um another challenging part i hear artists say a lot um particularly ones that are touring a lot of stuff is just all the travel that they have to do yeah. um and and maybe that's lessened a little bit by you already being in nashville because i know a lot of them talk about traveling to nashville to record and then back right. to where there are but um when you are and if you are traveling and you go into a gas station what's your go-to gas station snack Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I, okay, so I do travel a lot for music. I'm, I'm lucky enough yeah. to be able to kind of have the tour bus experience and get to kind of travel that way, which has been a oh, huge yeah. blessing. And we stop at every loves ever. I feel <laughs> like touring is like 90% of my time is in a loves. I get the cookie dough bites. Oh, every- yes. So good. <laughs> every time I get the cookie dough bites and then I try to like pretend to balance it out by getting some kind of fruit so I feel better about myself you know <laughs> yeah and then maybe some sunflower seeds and a root beer and that's like usually kind of what lunch on the road looks like for me like that's lunch <laughs> that's it. cookie dough and an orange and a root beer <laughs> and then what uh what, what brand of root beer are you gonna shout mm-hmm. out be okay. careful. Which one do you want to sponsor you? <laughs> oh gosh. Well, okay. So I don't know how I feel pigeonholing myself into one brand, but I will right. shout out in Fort Worth. There is, I think it's in Denton, actually. There's a place called Frosty's um, Diner, oh. and they mm-hmm. make homemade root beer with oh. homemade ice cream, a homemade root beer float. It is oh. the best thing that you it's like an it looks like a 50s diner when you walk in jukeboxes yeah. everything so if you're ever anybody in denton area you've got to go check out frosties frosties it's the, it's the one for me mm, Besides that sounds, that, to me. i'm like meh <laughs> that sounds pretty awesome um I, I remember when I was a kid, I used to always get the, the IBC root beers and pretend I was an adult having the adult drinks, right? Because they come in the glass bottle and it looks like a beer. <laughs> I actually went to uh, Fredericksburg a couple of weeks ago. We were down there. I got to play some of those fun um, pickers, open circles. And I went to a restaurant and I said, can I get a root beer? He didn't hear me say root. He said, <laughs> he said what kind of beer would you like? And I said, root (laughs) he looked at me like okay this this lady's crazy but (laughs) (laughs) that's that's really funny actually (laughs) (laughs) well um it's funny you mentioned fredericksburg um i was there not too long ago uh my parents have a place in johnson city which isn't too far away Uh, there's there's an ice house not too far from there too 
that also yeah. has a dance hall. Um, uh, it's Albert Ice House, oh, I think. So I went there and I did an open picker circle. Um, oh, so that's where you were. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we went to Albert's Ice House. It honestly, so I I did the Lukenbach um, open picker circle when I was like eleven or twelve. Those for me are the most like soul exciting beautiful moments as a musician is just right. sitting around with a bunch of musicians you have no agenda nobody's trying to be impressive <laughs> nobody cares if you play a wrong note like you're just pure vibes so good so good i i love the hill country for that it's it's awesome yeah and it's just it's um it, it's so laid back out there and then you have like music at a lot of the places you go the wineries and the different ice houses and things like that it's just it's nice out there it's beautiful out there too yeah. for so sure um yeah so shout out to the hill country yeah. wow. <laughs> the wineries shout and everything um but uh here's your um here's your question on chili do beans belong in chili it's the rich o'toole question i call it <laughs> thank you for asking me this they do not belong in chili really I have had a lot of opinions on this. I actually put this on my Instagram story a while, a while ago as a poll. Um, right. Ever since the Cody Johnson song came out, I feel like people have been <laughs> talking about it even more. Oh, yeah. Um, and here's why I think that. Here's why I think that. Texas chili does not have beans. Now, Allegedly. Depending on who you ask. <laughs> other, other chili can have beans. But beans were only added to chili when meat got expensive. So. True. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, now, you know, as a, as a history major, maybe I should support that argument then. <laughs> and if somebody handed me chili with beans, I'm going to be so happy. I don't I don't mind. Chili is great, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, it's like, but, the thing is, when it comes down to it, it's like, I'm, I'm going to eat it either way, probably. I'm but like. I'm going to eat it either way. Some Fritos, some onions, I'm good to go. Yeah, and it's like I don't. I think my opinion on it that I've always had is like, okay, I kind of like chili with beans, um, so I'm I'm good with that. But if I was gonna eat like chili and put it on a hot dog, I don't think it needs to have beans in there because I think that's pretty weird. Or like if I'm gonna have like a Frito pie or something, I, I, well actually Frito pie maybe something. I don't know, you know, I I don't know. Um, but on a hot dog, beans are kind of weird. <laughs> That's where we draw the line. <laughs> I, yeah, no, a hundred percent. I I think uh, I think as a Texan though, I just feel it in my soul, in my blood, that I'm supposed to say no, it doesn't, it shouldn't, mm. it shouldn't. <laughs> and you know, you mentioned feeling like uh, Texas is in your blood, um, and I know that's kind of uh, what the new uh, the new single uh, that you have coming out uh, here pretty soon deals with. And it, can you tell us anything about that song, or yeah. would you like to? Can you announce the, the date yet or give us any information yeah, on it? Sure. Yeah. So my new <laughs> single, This Ain't Country Club, is coming out February 16th. Um, I'm super pumped. We're going to have a big party in Nashville for it. Um, and ironically, the song is kind of about all the fake cowboys I met when I came <laughs> to Nashville. Um, I, yeah, I grew up, I'm an eighth generation Texan. And so it really truly is in my blood. Um, my grandfather, I always say, is one of the only real cowboys left. I mean, he is <laughs> the real deal as a rancher, as a cowboy. He He's actually getting inducted into the Texas Cowboy Hall of Fame this spring. 
Oh, um, nice. So he's like <laughs> Congrats legit to him. Cowboy. Yeah, he's legit cowboy. And so I think I, I grew up around that and around cattle and around like a real, real cowboy. And so I got to Nashville and I was like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> what are y'all doing here? So, um, yeah, I just, uh, the song is really funny. It has a lot of lines that I'm excited about, about, um, one of my favorite lines is he'll say howdy ma'am on that first date and then put ketchup <laughs> on his steak, you know, so just kind of yeah. focus on it, some of the things I've noticed around here. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. And, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the song. I think, uh, people are going to have a lot of fun with it. And um, I think maybe even I think social media is going to like it, too. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I could see it. I could see it blowing up in that way, too. Maybe some trends and stuff, too, with people, you know, poking a little bit of fun at the fake cowboys out there. I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope it um, I hope it helps a lot of people out there kind of make fun of some <laughs> friends or some coworkers for sure. That's the goal. So. Maybe it'll teach the fake cowboys how to act like real cowboys too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be even better, even better. <laughs> um, and then you know, so you have that one uh, coming out soon. Um, and I was just wondering if you have like a favorite song that you have written so far, whether it's released or not released. You know, mm -hmm. however you want to, much you want to share about it. But what's your favorite song that you've ever uh, written or been a part of writing? Yeah. Oh, thanks for asking that. That's a great question. So I, I think as of right now, and it's always changing, um, I think my favorite song I've written is called Tennessee Talkin'. And it's about kind of my my Texas roots and lineage. Um, and it was about coming to Nashville and being scared to lose those Texas roots. Um, right. <laughs> so one of my favorite lines is... Um, I come from a long line of cowboys and ranchers. I don't know where that leaves me, and I'm looking for answers. You know, so it it just <laughs> kind of talks about how I'm 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 searching for that and missing that sometimes in my life. Um, but the the hook says, um, my mama would say that's you know it's not something you lose. That's just Tennessee talking to you. So I think sometimes the Nashville talk gets loud, um, and kind of right. like we talk about the numbers game and the social media and the this and the that, but that song kind of always reminds me to, to stay true to my roots and to remember that it's it's not about the Nashville business and the numbers and the this and that. It's it's about making art that is good music and yeah real to me and, and authentic and honest and um yeah, so that that was definitely a special one to write and I always say I, I hope that my best and favorite songs are ahead of me as well. So, you know. Well, yeah, and I'm sure any songwriter would say that, right? They just hope that they keep getting better and better at what they're doing. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Not say, that's the best one. I'm out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I think that's that's cool. You know, you, I, I like the whole concept with that one, um, talking about not wanting to lose the Texas roots, but, you know, still realizing that you needed to go to Nashville and kind of take that journey as well, too, and just yeah. kind of – you know, making the best of pulling the best from both areas together. Absolutely. Um, and then who are some of your uh, major influences or where do you draw inspiration from the most in your songwriting and in your music? Yeah. So um, I would definitely say a, a huge influence for me right now is Caitlin Butts. 
Um, oh, I'm yeah. Like a huge, huge fan of what she does, her voice, her songwriting, everything. Um, absolutely incredible. I love the way she's bringing that traditional country sound um, yeah. back. And, you know, I've been writing a lot in 3-4, just like she does. You know, so I'm definitely influenced <laughs> by Caitlin Butts a ton lately. Um, and Gretchen Wilson, for sure, is another huge inspiration. Redneck Woman. Like, listening to that as a kid, I was always just like, I want to make music this fun, this exciting, that makes people want yeah. to dance. And I think this new single definitely shows that side of my songwriting. Uh, um you know, it's a little, it's a little more fun. It's a little silly, and um, I think as an artist, you always have to be okay with um, not being so serious. And and it's it's cool to make music that makes people want to dance. You know. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good to have a mix of of you know a little bit of everything too. Yeah. Like, and you want to have the songs for the fun moments, the happy moments, the sad moments. You know, for just sure. whatever you're feeling, whatever whatever the vibe is right as they say yeah, no, exactly. you know because it changes and i think that definitely should change throughout your songs too you know for sure yeah um and you said you know you're traveling a lot for uh music and playing shows and writing songs and yeah. such and what's uh what's maybe some of the or some of or one of the craziest things you've seen while you've been out on the road Ooh, okay, so we were recently, um, I went down to Ridoso, New Mexico to record, which was a super fun experience. We took the bus um, all the way from, we started in Chicago, down through Nashville. I think we went through like Oklahoma, Texas, and then over to New Mexico. So it was a long, long journey. Um, right. When we were in Ridoso, there were wild horses everywhere oh wow <laughs> that was insane to see um yeah and i heard a story that the pack of horses there was one lonely horse that got mm -hmm. kicked out of the group <laughs> and so i kept telling the driver and everybody on the bus that we needed to go find it and feed it and help it <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't really have time for that we were we were making music so didn't, didn't get to do that but yeah no that was probably one of the craziest things i've seen um, sounds like that could be a song right there or something right the lonely horse out there that's how this, there's got to be something book. in there like a children's <laughs> or, or a children's book at least there's got to be a story there right <laughs> yeah for sure something <laughs> oh. but yeah poor poor horse poor horse i know i think about maybe it, it just, maybe that horse was just mean <laughs> and they're yeah, just like yeah, maybe, maybe it deserved to be no, we yeah, don't maybe know. he deserved to be kicked out. Uh, he was maybe he was eating all the other horses' food, and that's why they kicked him out. So he doesn't need to be fed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, you mentioned earlier. Um, I can't remember if it was when we started uh, filming or before we started filming, but um, that you also are like me, <laughs> an Aggie. Um, and have you? Um, I'm assuming you have. Uh gotten the chance to play a lot up in college station you said your career kind of started up in college station but have yeah. you been back recently and performed at any of the newer locations yeah for sure you know i think um i i grew up performing 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 all through high school i started touring um 
when I was 15, going to all these different um, high schools and middle schools, and that's kind of how I really got my start. And then freshman year at A&M, I um, started to play at um, Century Square a little bit, and then oh yeah, yeah, the front porch there, and then Block T Bar and Grill. Um, so yeah, I mean, I definitely. Whenever I come back to College Station, I'm always like, oh, I got to get one one gig in. <laughs> it's just so fun to play up there, and there's nothing like playing for a bunch of Aggies, you know? It's just great. Whoop. <laughs> good, good, good folks, so for sure. Yeah, and there's a lot of good um, venues up there, small and big alike. And, I mean, now they even have a grocery store where you can perform <laughs> the Brookshire Brothers with a stage. Um <laughs> Yeah. Which is, blows my mind. Um, but it's changed a lot. I was a freshman up there in 2014, and, like, everything that's been built, I think, I thought about this the other day. You know, I'm back and forth, still go up there all the time, concerts, yeah. sporting events, whatever. I only live an hour away. But um, I just thought about the other day. I was like, man, when I was a freshman, like, a lot of this stuff just didn't exist. <laughs> and um, half, only half of Kyle Field was done when I was a freshman, the student section right. side. Then they blew up the other side um, in the summer yeah. um, after that season. And so I, I just think about, like, you know, everything from on campus to off campus that's been built. Uh, that Berkshire Brothers, all of that Century Square and stuff wasn't there my freshman year even that you're talking about. And then, like, as I was starting to get towards graduating, that's when all that stuff got built. But yeah, all the uh, gets there after gone, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, now I got there, and I'm like, y'all got like four HEBs and like right. no, six Chick Fil A's. Exactly. I I was driving, uh, and I I saw there's a new uh cookie place right yeah. next to my freshman dorm, and I was like, it's probably for the best that that wasn't there <laughs> when I was a freshman. It's probably it's probably for the best. <laughs> Yeah, it's like my dorm was across the street from a McDonald's, and I'm like, that that's a terrible idea. I was over at Callaway House, and it was like right next to McDonald's. I'm like, I can literally walk across the street and eat cheeseburgers. I'm like, this is not yeah. any good for me. <laughs> for sure. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that location even closed now, and now they've built a whole other restaurant like down across from – I was just there the other day at a basketball game. I was just there last weekend, um, and they've – built a they moved like the mcdonald's down across from cc creations now and i'm like well, driving through and i'm like this wasn't even here last time i was here this is nuts no it's <laughs> insane and i always ask my dad because my dad graduated in 84 and my mom graduated in 85 and i'm like is this weird for y'all like do you drive around and you're like what is going on and they're like yes they're like it is so <laughs> weird and then my grandfather went to a&m and every, he would always say none of this was oh it's so crazy and i was like oh you're just old but now i'm like none of this was here like I yeah it's just the growth yeah. it's been insane how fast that place is growing and it's really starting to turn into more more of a city than a station or a town <laughs> like it's called um and that I, I mean they have more there than where i live you know i live in yeah. magnolia and i'm like there's more restaurants and shops and stuff to yeah. do up here than than where i live crazy. <laughs> It's insane. Um, yeah, of course, everything's open later up there, too. Everything here closes at, like, 10. <laughs> yeah, I know. Party never but, ends up there in College Station, so. Yeah, the road goes on forever and the party never ends, <laughs> as they say, right? Like Robert mm -hmm. O'Keefe. Mm -hmm. um, 
But yeah, um, so you know, we talked about music venues. Uh, what's maybe uh, the coolest music venue that you've gotten the chance to perform in, or your favorite one that yeah. you've gotten the chance to perform in, and maybe some that you have as goals to perform at or in someday? That's a great question. I I know I already talked about this, but I gotta say that playing Billy Bob's when I was I think eleven. Um, yeah. and it, I think it was a contest and the, the couple finalists got to play or something. So I got to sing a few songs, but I'll, I'll always remember standing on that stage and being like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can't really beat that. So yeah, for sure. Billy Bob's. And then I just went and saw Turnpike there a couple weeks ago and I was Oof. like, this That's is sick. It was, Oh, it was insane. It was so yeah. loud. It was crazy. It was so good. Um, so yeah, definitely Billy Bob's. And then on my list, I'd really love to play Dosido do right down the road from you. Yeah, um, that's a great venue. Would love to play Dosido. Do. I'm always looking for those venues um, that are full of people that want to hear stories and want to listen to songwriters. Um, I, I I'm not the it's big awesome. kind of you know. I'm always looking mm-hmm. for like. Um, is it Mucky Duck is another great one. I'm yeah, that one downtown I've heard. Good yeah, just trying to get into venues where people want to people want to hear a song and want to hear why I wrote it and um, want to hear some real authentic country music. So. Well, the Dosey Do, um, the thing with that place too is the the acoustics and everything in there are so incredible that and everyone's very respectful that's there watching the music. It's like dead silent when people are performing. People are almost like whispering watching too. And yeah. it's just – it's a totally different vibe. And it's like I think both vibes are great going to a show. It's um, And it's like whatever you're in the mood for, you know. But when you go um, there, you really get like a unique experience compared to probably seeing any artist play anywhere else. And then they have really good food there too that they prepare every day. It's like an experience almost going there. Yeah. And um, I went and saw um, – it was funny. I actually interviewed Brandon Ryder at my house and then – basically followed him over <laughs> and went and watched him perform <laughs> over at the uh Dosey Do and then uh you know he shouted out the podcast at the <laughs> at the concert and everything. I was like, Oh this is cool. But it was yeah, really yeah. um nice of him. You know, he was I saw he was gonna be playing nearby and I'm like, Hey, uh if you want we could just do this in person and he's like, All right and he showed up at my house and so I'm like, All yeah. right, let's go. So yeah. um Shout out to Brandon Ryder, by the way. Great songwriter. Great guy. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, and it's the, the staff and everybody, I've gotten to um, be there for a few events kind of behind the scenes a little bit. And um, just incredible people that, that run everything behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a good vibe for sure. Yeah. And then they have a um, – they have a smaller um, like version of it too, or something called the barbecue, because there's like the main dosi dough, and then there's another one too that they have uh, yeah, so artists play at too. And I haven't got the chance to go to that one yet. Well, but. if you'd like to, this is a long way out, but I'm playing there in May. I'll have to send out the date and everybody oh, yeah. watching. If you want to follow along on social media, that date will come out soon. And yeah, um, I am playing there, so that is uh, exciting. Okay, awesome. Well, we'll have to see if we can uh, we can get out there. And I, I'm a teacher, so May maybe I'll be out of school and I'll be able to make it over there, no matter what okay. night it is. Just yeah. around the corner. You're almost there. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. It's January. We're almost there. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for oh sure. man, yeah. Um, 
but uh any any venues that you have kind of as goals for the for the future uh, uh you know i i guess you mentioned wanting to play at that one but yeah. um any no other ones for, um i am hopeful to play at the listening room in nashville this spring which is um just a great venue because kind of like i talked about it's full of people that are there to listen to storytellers and listen to songs so that's definitely on my bucket list. Um, but yeah, honestly, I'm just trying to get out there on the road and do some solid touring in this next year and uh, connect with people. And yeah, I'm excited. And what would you say is your, your ultimate goal for your career as a musician, if you have one? I know you mentioned kind of just wanting people to connect to your songs, but do you have kind of like an ultimate goal as well? Or is that the ultimate yeah. goal? Yeah, no, I think uh, <laughs> that, that's a great question. Um, and I think, you know, evaluating what that goal is is so important as an artist um, because I, I think going in with the idea of like, okay, I'm going to win 10 Grammys, that's an amazing goal to have. Um, but for me at the end of the day, like I want to just focus on the art and hope that it's good enough that it takes me where I'm supposed to go, you know? Um, I want to make songs so good that I... I build a fan base and connect with people that, that want to listen to my music. And for me, the ultimate goal would be like helping people in their day-to-day -day life through my music, um, which I know sounds simple, but it's harder to do than it sounds. <laughs> so, Well, no, because I mean, that, that is something, you know, you have, that means you have to be writing like, you know, powerful songs, yeah. you, you know, for that to happen. And then you have to, you know, get it in front of the right audience and then yeah. get it out there to everyone. You still have to push your content out. I mean, no, like sure. that. And I think that's a really cool goal to have, you know, rather than just like, oh, I want to win awards because that just means a lot of people listen to it or that maybe one person liked it. Whoever was like being the judge for that. But um when it comes to like connecting with people and helping people, I think that's really more important, you know, building that audience and then connecting sure. with that audience. Yeah. And I think about the way music's helped me throughout my life, um, from awkward middle school days to like <laughs> meeting my husband in college, like music yeah. has always been the thing I've turned to, um, in like great moments or not so great moments. And so I really want to be that for, for people, for someone even, you know? And so yeah, there's like a lot of little goals within that. I really want to approach some Texas radio this coming year. I really want to, um, you know, do solid touring. There's there's, there's like some goals within that, but I think the ultimate goal for me is going to be to just like help people through music at the end of the day. And you said you're from a Conroe, right? Yeah, so my parents live there. K-Star would be a good one to, I was yeah. thinking like 99.7, K-Star would be a good one to reach out yeah. to. For sure. Um, I've, I've been talking with Maverick Radio a little bit, who's been oh, yeah. really great and awesome. And I know they're so great about supporting um, up-and-coming artists. So, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I know, I know the Maverick, yeah, that or Maverick, like you were saying, is good. And then I know that uh, K-Star around here, they play um, a lot of Texas artists and stuff mixed in with um, just the normal popular whatever yeah. else they play too but and then there's like also a lot of HD radio stations too and stuff around here like um, 
something 100.3 KIKK around here, which is like a lot of letters and <laughs> numbers and things, but they play nothing but uh, Texas country, which is kind of cool. If you have that setting in your car, you can drive around and listen to it, but I, I like it. it. Yeah. Uh, Again, just my singles coming out February 16th. It's called This Ain't Country Club. Um, you'll be able to pre-save it soon. Um, yeah, I'm so grateful you had me on just to chat about all things Aggie and all things music. So, yeah, absolutely, and we uh, we enjoyed having you on. If you ever want to be on again, just let us know. We'll be happy to have you back. Love it. Awesome. Thanks so much. But uh, absolutely, this has been Red Dirt Aggie Show. I'm Brian, the Red Dirt Aggie, and that over there is Delaney Ann. And uh, for tuning in and listening, be sure to uh, go listen to her new single. February 16th, wherever you get your music, right? Spotify, Apple, all that. All of them. All All right, so stay tuned to our social media and hers as well. And uh, we'll have it linked in the description and everything as well. But until next time, uh, Gigama, God bless. See you next time. Peace.